How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Radio 929 the game 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, July 15th. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And good morning, you folks in Norcross. Uh, Norcross. Yeah. You've been there before, right? I've been there. Many times, me too. Quite a few times. Right they're, up there. They're, they're Blue Devils, too. They're Blue Devils, too? Yeah, Blue Devils there. We have Marietta Blue Devils. We got Tiff County Blue Devils in Tifton. Well, I didn't mention Tipton today. In fact, I try not to mention that place. Well, I'm just saying they, they were the Blue Devils. Yeah, well, good for them. Let <laughs> them stay down there south of Macon, pulling folks over, going 56 miles an hour. Oh. You just enjoy that, don't you? Oh. You pictured me. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Zipping through. Not once, but twice. Wow. Them folks got me. Ouch. Coming up, uh, DJ Jones. Yeah. This is uh, this is a guy who is, who's, well, he's seen a lot. He's, he's, he's looked at Herschel on the field. How about Let's that? Let's put it that way. But, well, he's on the field with him. That's what I'm saying. He looked at Herschel on the field. He has played there. He has played with the Packers. I have a hard time saying that being a Bears fan. Packers. You're going to be able to be all right when we talk to I'm going to enjoy this year because they're going to be in last place. They're going to be looking up at the Detroit Lions. <laughs> in fact, let's be honest, there may be a few teams looking up at the Lions, given what they have done this last year or so. So, But I, I can't I wait to see. I believe see it. I can't wait to see Lions, the man. spiral – well, they made some noise last year. I believe, I believe it when I see it. You just don't want to go up there. We Well, we all know the story. We we all know that. One playoff win <laughs> since the Super Bowl started. Yeah. And your problem with that is? One playoff. Why are them folks showing up? Because they have a pro team in their city, and there's only 32 cities in America that got a, fo- a pro football team. And so they're one of them, and they get to go. Why are them folks showing up? Because they got nothing else to do on Sunday mornings or, or <laughs> late, you know, uh, during the fall. You got a football game there. There's stuff, there's stuff happening around Detroit. Well, there's stuff man. to do in Chicago, too, but they fill up Soldier's Field. Yeah, but, so, you know, but, LA. But y'all, like, y'all have won games since the Super Bowl started. Y'all why, 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 have you, why have you put your. I mean, I mean, because. You, that's cha- you changed the, the speed of your voice when you say that. You it's still a fact. Won one playoff game. Your problem is that you don't like the fact that they're on Thanksgiving. That's what your problem is. Why, they, why do they, they have they, them? They, they get a whole lot of stuff that I don't understand why they get. Well, see, now you got you, you got to watch yourself going <laughs> to the car now. See, you just <laughs> – He's so serious, though. He, yeah, he wasn't, you know. He's like, he got a whole – He got a whole problem with Detroit. He who, already knows that he ain't getting an invite to my house, right? Who they beat? <laughs> who have they beat? Yeah, who are they beating? They've beaten teams. They haven't gone over their existence. They have won some games. They had this dude, dude. named Barry Sanders who was pretty exciting it was great. for them. It was fantastic. Okay, so that's there you go. That's, that's one. Great. They got a guy that you know that great. plays on it. You covered both. Wonderful. Matthew Stafford. Yeah, Georgia, Wonderful. the Georgia Tech connection for all great. those years. Wonderful. What is your expectations for them, though, this year? To be better than they have been in the past because they have already turned the corner. Whether they're going <laughs> to win the division. Together. Listen to him laugh over here. You asked me that question. That's what I, I expect them to do. But I also expect them boys that played out off Lakeshore Drive to be a little better too, second, you know, with the, with their new quarterback. I don't know. I don't care what comes out of the out of the North this year. I just answered the man's question, right? Yeah. Gerald Riggs and I used to have a nickname for Detroit Lions. We call him the toothless cat. They don't bite nobody. 
One know what, what was bad. And, and by the way, Matt did, Patricia did you, had a pencil behind his ear with a laminated sheet. And I was like, what? What's, what's going on here? No, but I'm wondering why all of a sudden pencil. when he's talking about them, he turns into Don Cornelius. Because that's the way it's coming out with that kind of cadence. New song from the Commodores. <laughs> you sound like. So. Oh, oh. You all right there now? I'm ready. This season, this season, going, going, yeah, man. I'm ready, ready, ready for it. Ready you know, there's folks around talking about this with the Falcons, what? too, by the way. What's that? I walked into Curry Honda the other day. They're talking about trying to go get a quarterback who's already established with another team no. and bring him in here. No, we're fine. We're going to be good. Huh. All right. Well, again, that's what they're saying up in Detroit. We want to play. Biting people's kneecaps off and things like up. that. We want to play off game since, since the Super Bowl started. Okay. Well, I can say this about the Lions. Before any game they've ever played, they never had their star defensive back get arrested. That's their comeback. We, we, you know what? Let's see them get to the game. Let's I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Let's see them saying. get to the game. That's going to be their comeback. Will it? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think they have a comeback. <laughs> what did you think? Mm-hmm. What is your takeaway from this past week's baseball all-star game. We won't even talk about how the Braves went into the matchup against the White Sox, and I know you got a question about them, and I kind of had an answer just like the Lions answer, mm-hmm. but we haven't had a chance to address that. Yeah, so, just, just the all-star game, I think the way everything rolled out and the things that baseball did um, the whole weekend, you know, was, was good. Of course, we pay attention to the game. The home run derby, you know, was, 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 was good. Some people you wanted to see were in it. And I think that's the thing that makes that event still something good to watch. And the way it played out was was, was pretty good as well. Um, it kind of kept you kept you you focused and watch. I thought that was good. I thought the game got off to a great start with some incredible defensive oh, plays. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, including Austin Riley. Yeah, later yeah, on that, the game too. yeah, that that that's what drew me into. It. I said, all right, we 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 got a game here. We got some some guys making got, some great like great some defensive. Willie Mays out there. Or yeah, something. some great defensive play. This is entertaining. So I, I thought that was I thought that was good too. We got to see some of our Braves players make some great plays, and Murphy with the throw out and attempted steal, and we, so we saw some some good stuff. Now the unit, the look, the look of the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, and that's the trend that baseball has gone to because they're looking to send people to the to the website or fanatics or wherever and go 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 get them jerseys, you know, and caps and whatnot, you know. That's but. Um, that's the thing that was so different about baseball's all-star game compared to all of the other all-star games where the teams basically wore an all-star game uniform, you know, NBA, East, West, NFC, AFC, Pro Bowl. I mean, they wear, they wear the helmets, but it would be the same uniform. Right. In baseball, teams would wear the, their team uniform and just the way the colors would jump out. Yeah, and out. they put a little it, patch on their all-star game and all that stuff. Yeah, that it, was it, enough it, for it just, you. And it and it had a great look to it, and that's that's gone. And you know, and I don't know if they'll bring it back. People complain, but I've heard a lot of people complain about the way these uniforms look. I think just we know when when the National League team came out in those dark pants, I was like, they wearing Levi's, the little jeans they wear. God, you know, I, I really, man, I looked at them. I'm like, those are really the game pants. And you know, you looked at them; they were just black with the letter or the the, the logo from the team on the one of the pant legs, right? And that, and it's like, I don't know who got paid for bringing them up because whoever brought those up got paid handsomely. Yeah, they did. Um, but yeah, that that was. See, Major League Baseball is telling people who have a problem with the uniforms to shut up, and here's why I believe that to be the case: because what do we say about baseball? It moves at a glacier-like pace to change. Well, yeah, and so this is one of their attempts at changing things whether you like the designs or not we saw it with football you said the same thing just now about major league baseball and their all-star game that we said when thursday night football came out and everybody was wearing same color jerseys and pants and it just looked kind of crazy and everybody said the same thing then i don't like these uniforms what's with the solid colors from top to bottom all of that stuff and the games usually ain't that good but but go ahead (laughs) well on the hand as far as that change the thursday night games are yeah. As far as that change, I, I really don't have that much of a problem with it. And, I mean, disagreeing with you, I agree with you, and it looked kind of funny. But they were they were trying something. It may not happen next year. We're, I don't even know where the All-Star game is next year. No. Um, but here's what, what, what I latched on to. And this is when I came up here this week, 
uh, Carl was on the air, and Mike Bell was out, and he had John Fricky with him. And they were talking about this. And Carl's beef was the fact that he couldn't tell the difference between the Dodger players and where you know, he was looking for the Atlanta Braves players. I mean, he knew what positions they were playing, but they all kind of looked like you know, the same. Yeah. And what you just described is what people look like. Hey, there's another Braves player. In there. Even if you come into the game late, ooh, one of the Braves is on second base. You can see that it's a Brave. He couldn't tell the difference. So that was his problem. But then John Fricky brought up something that initially I thought was, uh, hey, maybe this could be something that works. And it also bumps up against something that you have said in that baseball lost one of its specialties when they started implementing interleague play. It was something about when the playoffs hit or the World Series hit, you hadn't seen that team all year. Yeah. Right? And that – Really well, around here, around here, I thought it was 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 great because before the Braves got good, you know, it was like cool to see American League team come and play here. Exactly, I think, I think, it's, I think it's neat to have an American League team in town now. Uh, White Sox, they had forty two thousand out there in a forty one thousand seat stadium last night. So, I mean, obviously, there's some people who won't see the White Sox, even though you know you know what's going on with them and why they're not. What they were, you know, especially what after I don't know if that's fallout from Larusa leaving. Yeah. What's the problem with them? And their their general manager but, and uh, a number of other things. And yeah, you know, hang on, to, hang on to veterans longer than you need to. But there's, I'm not the dude who really should talk about this. I should bring my Ray on here, my friend Ray on here, <laughs> and then Max would have to leave his finger on the dump button. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> that's my that's Sox. my drummer friend, the jazz friend. Okay, okay. Jazz okay. musicians have a very Pinpoint way of, of articulating their opinion about something. Yeah. They do not sugarcoat anything, right? And so he, he's a big-time Sox fan, and he's been railing against them for a while. But here's what Fricky said. And you guys tell me what you think on this. He said because interleague play is in place, because of the DH and the rules that baseball has, has made, he wondered if maybe it was time, or maybe he thinks they should do this, that they install what the NBA does. Whoever the two top picks are, I think he said the two top picks. So let's say this year would have been Acuna and, and, and Shotani. Then they pick the starting lineup, whether it's American League or National League, and let those two top vote-getters pick a team. Now, I would imagine it would have to come from the pool of the top vote-getters at that point. Right. But you got to get, you know, there's always that one snub that happens at first base or second base or the outfield. So this way, it's taken away from that and put on the players determined. So what do you think about that? The two top vote-getters choose the remaining all-stars um, for the game. That could be that, that could be something that I think – And it could go from either league. Yeah, yeah, from go either so league. So imagine Otani here. Acuna gets the first pick and he picks an uninjured Mike Trout. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think that could be, that could be something fun. And, it, you know, somebody that floats that idea could be something we see down the road. Since that's what's happening with the other All Star games, you know as well. You know NBA and NFL has mm-hmm. kind of done that as well. So uh, yeah, I, I you think like that? Be something that, that could be cool. That, that could be cool and, and fun to watch. I mean, because you know there's no like American League or National League rule anymore. There's not exactly. you know, the DHs everywhere and the pitchers don't hit, um, except for Otani. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so so that's that. You know, I think that would be something that would would add something to now, it. Now, what what do you feel? would happen when perception is that player picked his teammate as opposed to somebody else. And in other words, there, there gets to be bias. Well, you know, you got stuff happening just like with NBA. You got guys got same agents. Mm-hmm. That makes the difference now. Okay. You know, I, somebody's got the same. Yeah, that that's that brings loyalties too. So, I mean, yeah, you with the guy when you're on your team, y'all in the same uniform. Get, but those are young and somebody problem. else and this is your boy. Yeah. Why? Because y'all got the same people that, that handle your business for you. So, I, that's that's the other part of it. You know, I, I was somebody was showing me something on uh, on social media of a big NBA fight that happened years ago. And uh, I said, man, we won't see anything. We'll never see anything like that Malice in the Palace? No, it was way before Are you then. about Ker- not Kermit, Kermit Washington no, and Rudy Tomjanovich? No, this is another, this is another, okay. this is another fight, another NBA fight. Cleveland Cavaliers and somebody. But, but anyway, it, it, I said there's too many millionaires, and they all got the same agent. That ain't, that ain't, that, that, that ain't happening no more, you know. So, you know, they might get upset. You might see a little scuffle, but, but nothing like that, you know. 
Well, then Chris, who was producing for them that day, Chris uh, Thomas, brought up this. As they were talking about the All-Star game, I mean, from soup to nuts, everything having to do with this. And, Max, I want to bring you here on this, too, because Chris wondered aloud as we watched John Smoltz call the game. You had A-Rod and Big Poppy in a pregame show and, and folks like that, Derek Jeter. He wondered who of today's stars will we see in those roles 10, 15 years from now. I then speculated the top players, English is their second language. They may not want to be brought. And, of course, we don't know what broadcasting is going to look like, but let's just say there's something similar to what we have right now. That was my immediate thought. Yeah. There ain't a whole lot of top American players right now, all of them, and they ain't trying to learn English. And we all know the reasons why, and it's fine. But I thought to myself, wow, who is who are going to be those voices? That's a good point. That's a really good point. I actually met A-Rod and Big Poppy. Um, by accident, it was a funny, funny story over at Fox. It was, but they're very nice, very nice guys, even off camera. Well, like if it's funny, just... you got to tell a story. Yeah. Well, but, <laughs> we yeah, got a minute. You're controlling normal, the sound. Go ahead. Normally, <laughs> that's a good point. Normally, uh, we would have so I'd work on Speaks production meetings with Acho and Joy and Lashawn McCoy, and we'd normally meet in this one room. And Lashawn and I were walking in there. We're like, why, why is the room taken? And so I'm like, I don't know. I'll walk in there, let them know we have a meeting. And so we went in there, and I was gonna let. I'm like, oh, who these guys are sitting at our table? So I was like, hey, we have a meeting. They turn around. I'm like, oh, I'm like, all right, that's A Rod and Big Poppy. They said, still got to go. They said, no, you got it. <laughs> so I said, we got to find a different room. Oh, yeah, we have to find a different room. That's Big Poppy and A Rod. <laughs> what, 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 what were they doing, by the way? What were they doing? Just chilling? Uh, chilling, getting prepping. I think that day they had, um, I forget if they were just making, I think they had a broadcast. They had a broadcast that day, but there's so many things that go on on that on that mm-hmm. site. So I'm not sure what particular show they were doing, but they were just prepping, and getting ready for that. Can you tell who the biggest jerk was you to you at that place? Of you know, a name that we would know. Who was the biggest jerk to that you? You would know. Um, for whatever reason, this person was just unnecessarily jerk like to you. Hmm. Let me think on that one. Okay. I can definitely tell I, you some names off of that. I can tell you. In the music world? I, uh, um, um, oh, no. Let's see. I've forgotten his name. Piano player. They were um, all really nice. To, um, and I know it sounds like a cliche answer, but they were. They were. Okay. Shannon, well, Shannon was a class act. He was very nice. He'd be down the street at Off the Hook Barbershop soon. All right. Coming up next, we are going to uh, – we got a special guest, man. And I'm looking forward to hearing what SEC Media Days will be like this year when the biggest name there – is not that dude who coaches over in Tuscaloosa. Pose that question to him. And more. DJ Jones is going to join us next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Radio 929 Glad you're with us. Beautiful day outside. Going to be a scorcher once again. Going to be hot, but probably going to get some rain coming through the metro Atlanta area at some point today. So if you're going to get out, move around, be on the lookout uh, for that. That's what we have. This is our weather pattern this time of year. Set your alarm clock by it. You know, a certain time of day, the clouds are going to roll in. We're going to get some rain, and then it comes back out and be nice and steamy all over again. That's that's where we are, folks. Uh, but glad that you're with us. Don't forget Atlanta United uh, home tonight against Orlando City. Seven o'clock pregame, seven thirty kick. Uh, you can hear it here on Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. If you can't watch it or you don't go over to Mercedes Benz Stadium, as five strikes try to get back into the win column. All right, folks. Um, the the football talk is always going on here year-round. Uh, but it starts to kick up just a bit more this coming week as an event that goes on uh, that will not be in our town this year, but will be up the road in Nashville, the SEC Media Days. And the guy who's going to be, be there is a friend of the show and a friend of mine who uh, who's out of Columbus but keeps things going, got an eye on so much that's happening, and I always <laughs> enjoy getting in touch with him. Daryl DJ Jones, good morning. Uh, welcome back to Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Morning, DJ. How you doing this morning, man? Hey, good morning, Sam and Greg, man. Top of the day to you. I, I, listen, where do we start with him? I mean, really, because there's just so much here to tee up before we even get into, you know, what's going on in Hoover. It is in Hoover again this year, right? No. Oh, where's it at? Nashville. Oh, okay. 
Okay, go to BB King's. Yeah, swimming pools, movie stars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> where is your mind when it comes to football? You know, even going back to your playing days, where is your mind at late July, heading into August? Um, just just body wise, as your as your body clock changed over the years, and and where is it at right now when this time of year hits for an ex player? Well, you know. Greg, actually, the body clock has changed somewhat, but you never, when you've been in it as long as I have, you know, you always, uh, you always feel uh, a little different. The hair stands up on the back of your neck when you, uh, you smell that freshly cut grass. You know it's a special time because, like I said, for many, many years you've, you've been in a routine, and now even, uh, you know, being in the media for the past 20-plus years, uh, you know, I get excited because, uh, you know, it's football time. High school football, college football, pro football, man. It's, I love it. It is. It is. It is that time of year, folks. And we're pleased to be spending some time on the WaitForIt.com hotline with DJ Jones. He is social. Uh, you can find him on Twitter all time at Daryl DJ Jones at Daryl DJ Jones and also Sports Vision ATL, Sports Vision ATL. Uh, thoughts about this coming week and what do you anticipate? There's so many storylines, but we know where it starts. It starts at the top and it starts with the team from Athens. Absolutely. First of all, we're going to the Music City, man, which is a whole different uh opportunity it's uh you know the first time that uh commissioner sankey and the conference has taken the sec media days to nashville uh but uh it, that's going to be big within itself because obviously they've you know they've shut down broadway and all the uh the, the, the country music people and all the entertainment industry and it's, it's just going to be crazy but the dogs man i tell you you know we uh, got our work cut out for us first and foremost obviously with all the the things that have been going on in the offseason since the national championship from the accident to, you know, to the, you know, the, the recent uh, troubles with the law on, you know, with, with speeding and that type of thing. It's just, uh, hopefully it'll be about football. I'm, and I'm, I'm hoping that we could control it, or at least uh, the, the commissioner can control it and his staff to keep it all about football. And that's going to be the thing because national media comes to this event. And so some things that, maybe you haven't been asked or haven't come up about, which I think everything has pretty much been asked, but, but not in this kind of environment. And I think that's, that's the, the, the thing about it. Um, you know, us around here is one thing, but the national media, they're going to they gonna come in and, and ask a, a lot of questions. And, and if it's legal things, I can tell you what the answer is probably going to be. That's a legal matter. We can't talk about it. Um, Absolutely. So, I mean, that's a lot of things. But still, you know, you, you go in there and you got the, you got the stacked team. You got the, you, you've done the best recruiting job of anybody in the nation if you're Kirby Smart. You know, you got this very talented team. You got a schedule. I'm not going to say it's a soft schedule, but they've had more challenging schedules. You played a more challenging schedule when you were at Georgia than they playing this year. Uh, so just thoughts about thoughts about that. And you know you did. Yeah, you did. But let's, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sam, you know, the bottom line is that, you know, We've got to make sure that we got a, a situation where our quarterback is going to be, uh, you know, consistent and 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 the leader that we need. I, was, I think, <laughs> you know, people are not really. I won't say they're not taking it serious, but Carson Beck and and Brock Grand Vandergross, uh, they, you know, that's a situation, man, that we got to figure out, you know, because again, we got a lot of talent. Yeah, you got players everywhere. You got, but again, that quarterback position is very, very key, and uh, this fall is going to be very interesting as far as the competition because they got to. Uh, in order to do the things that uh, everybody wants them to do, and that's obviously three-peat, that quarterback position has to be rock solid. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, talking to G DJ Jones. I want to just jump on something that you guys were talking to, alluding to a minute ago, as to what Car Kirby's going to walk into at these media days. And for me, it's like jump in with both feet, not only talk about what you mentioned, Mr. Crenshaw, about the recruiting class, we have that, but let's put this off to the side, and you guys hit me with all the questions you want because I'm only doing this once. And he knocks it out of the way there. And for the rest of the season, moving forward, any question that comes regarding what happened in this offseason, you go refer to my comments from SEC Media Days and put it behind him. But until he does that and he leaves a little window for questions to come in, Oh, when does this lawsuit hit? Are you going to be what, blah, blah, blah with the lawsuit that we now know is coming down the road? But if he jumps into this with both feet, I believe, and just, like, tell everybody, come on, ask me, get it now, because I'm, never, yeah. I'm not addressing this again. I got things to do. I got to focus on these players and this team, and as you said, go for the three-peat. How do you feel about that approach? 
Well, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Kirby's well-versed. He's a professional. He's uh, This is not his first rodeo. Obviously, uh, you know, being in the national spotlight and being, uh, you know, king of the hill, you know, for the past couple of years, uh, you know, that part of it. And, again, the, the, the staff and, and, and the resources he has around him, uh, you know, legally, I think that uh, they're going to keep him, uh, you know, in safe waters with regards to what he can and cannot say. Uh, opening it up, you know, to a lot of uh, just uh, uh, things that, you know, at this point in time, or just, you know, like I said, legally, it's just not, not the time to talk about it. Again, he's going to stay away from that. And I think that, uh, I think he's going to be okay. I don't think it's going to get, it's not going to get out of control. Now, Greg, of course, people are figuring George is going to be up at the top, but they figure that team down I-20, you know, might have something to say about things that got down in Tuscaloosa. And DJ has an event at the end of the year, and he actually gets the guy from Tuscaloosa to come to Columbus. Boy, you you so you kind of tight with Coach Saban <laughs> like that, huh? <laughs> well, we've been very fortunate down here uh, in in Columbus with our Sports Visions uh, football awards uh, luncheon, where we bring in uh, the top high school and middle school players in our region. And of course, if, you know, if you've been following the recruiting trail, you know that East Alabama, West Central Georgia has been a hotbed uh, for recruiting and. You know, I'd, I'd love to be able to tell you guys that uh, Nick Saban, who has been here three different times in the 16 years that we've we've done this uh, awards luncheon, uh, I'd love to tell you that uh, we're we're bosom buddies. But you know, again, you know, the bottom line is we've got some hell of a football players here, man. And anytime you can get in uh, one room and uh, have 30 head coaches and you know 100, maybe 80 to 100 of the top football players in East Alabama, West Central Georgia, I think uh, you know I think that's a, a no-brainer. Is it is it possible that you could tell us something that we do not know about this man that you've had the pleasure of just sort of noticing and observing while uh, you spent time with him? Well, I just think that Nick it, it has a tremendous uh, amount of confidence in himself, and he's smart enough to realize that you know even though he is the smartest man in the room most of the time that he's not a, he's not afraid to surround himself by other smart people because again uh, it takes a lot to run a program of that magnitude and on that level, as you guys know. And uh, he just, he has, uh, he surrounds himself with uh, some people that, uh, you know, that, that can go there. I mean, obviously, even just from a standpoint of not just the X's and O's and, and the game planning, but, uh, you know, for the, for the mental health and, and, and the well-being of his student athletes, bringing in some of the former uh, college and professional uh, uh, players and, and not that, that have been staffers, just being there in that, and I know that he was probably one of the first to do that. And I, and I played with a couple of guys uh, in Green Bay uh, that, uh, you know, that graduated from Alabama that went back and were a part of that, uh, that team. So, yeah, the, the, he, he, he's, he's a step ahead of the game. Everybody's thinking he's that he's losing his, he's losing his edge, but you know, don't count. I don't, I don't bet against it. <laughs> DJ Jones spending some time with us here at sports visions down in, in Columbus, Georgia, Headed for Nashville, headed for Music City and SEC Media Days this week. What are you? Uh, you know, last year we were looking forward to Jimbo Fisher because all of the little verbal sparring that had gone on with he and Nick Saban in the spring. What are you looking forward to at this media? Is there hearing from a certain coach? Is it just being in Nashville, hitting some music, and getting something good to eat? Uh, what, are you, <laughs> what, what are you looking forward to uh, in, in Nashville? Well, Sam, you know I'm a foodie, so I'm going to definitely be looking for something good to eat. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Obviously, uh, you know, if all eyes are going to be on Georgia, man. But I think between, uh, you know, LSU and, of course, in this these parts, you know, this is Alabama, Auburn, and Georgia territory. You know, Hugh Freeze is the, is the new king uh, on, on the hill over on, on the plains. And just hearing his, uh, his plan and his preparation and hearing from his players, uh, it's going to be very Im- important. But I, I really – I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, hearing from Tennessee as well as LSU because uh, uh, this it's going to be interesting. You can't count those guys out either. Absolutely. The rest of the season that Tennessee is coming off of, I'm curious to see if they can, can follow that up. Um, you know, in Florida, you know, that's another question as well, Coach Napier and what, what he's doing down there. A lot of questions. We know what's at the top, but I think what's just below – it's going to be really intriguing, and I'm curious to see who really emerges this year. I mean, I'm looking for Arkansas. I, I, I think they're kind of overdue, too. Well, we have much love and respect for that coach because he spent a great deal of time in Athens. And, uh, you know, again, uh, he 
Uh, he's a good one. He's a good recruiter. He's a good motivator. And, uh, you know, you can't count, count the Razorbacks out. But like I said, this this conference, man, I tell you, from top to bottom, and then, of course, you know, the additions that will be coming here uh, real soon, man, I mean, it's without a doubt, uh, you know, the best in the country. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's worth its weight in gold. Yeah. Now, now, Greg is a Chicago guy, and you were a Packers man. What's your memories of, of – of, Going to Chicago. You have any, any? What years did you play for the Packers? 84, 85, 86. And that oh, well, we know, what, the, we know how his time yeah. was then. <laughs> He's, he played for the. Yeah, he, I, you know, I have a great, great deal of respect for the Bears, man. Now, those <laughs> were our, that was our conference rival, man. And again, I had some great friends that uh, played on the, on the Bears team during that time. Richard Dent, Kevin Butler was a former teammate at Georgia. And, uh, yeah, just a couple a, good Georgia you know, guys. Just, Willie Gall? Yeah, yeah. Just a tremendous, uh, you know, rivalry, man. And again, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, we go between the line, white lines and beat each other up. And then after, after the game's over, you know, we go have a cold beverage. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, earlier in the show, we, we were talking about different venues around um, the country, sports cathedrals, if you will, and you played in one. And what is it about that stadium, your your memories, that makes Lambeau feel? I mean, we know the history of the teams there, but something about that location. Because say what you will about the Bears, Soldier Field is not Lambeau Field. That that particular place is one of those sports cathedrals. What is that? What's it like walking in there as a player and since you've been there after your career? All the nostalgia, man, all the tradition and the, and, and the culture of the greatness that uh, those that came before us. Uh, again, again, now, uh, Lambeau Field is not the Lambeau Field. Lambeau Field today is not the Lambeau Field that I played on back in the 80s. Trust me on that because, I mean, the whole city has just basically been just uh, revitalized. Uh, and, and, but, but, you know, being a young a player that played at Georgia, you know, for a few SEC championships and a national champion, going into – uh, you know, Lambeau Field, and, and, and uh, it, it, I, almost, I went in with already just a sense of pride and understanding of what it was like to be a champion, and, uh, you know, it was just a privilege, and, and I had no idea being a Southern guy from Columbus, Georgia, uh, playing at the University of Georgia, where it obviously is hot and humid, and then going up into uh, a place like Green Bay, where it gets sub-zero, and, uh, and uh, again, uh, I, it was just an incredible uh, it wasn't a culture shock, but it was definitely something that I had to get used to. I, I can believe that. I can believe that for sure. It's get cold <laughs> up that way, man. Well, 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 tell you what, it's this time of year. Guys are getting ready to get out on, on the field. Of course, there have been some seven-on-sevens that have been going on uh, down that way. And, of course, we're uh, both on the board and on the committee that elects the, uh, the High School Football Hall of Fame um, as well, Greg. Greg DJ is also a voter. For the, high, oh, for the high okay. school football hall of fame. Well, you see, the point is, you tell us that, but I can't ask you to give us any secrets because y'all got to keep your mouth shut. Well, yeah. Who are you thinking about? You know, voting for this upcoming yeah, year? Yeah, well, we we got a we got a pretty nice group coming in. We got a very outstanding group, and 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 some of the players, some some of the players are from the GIA pre-integration. A lot of those players have come from the Columbus area. People like Otis Sistrunk last year, so he's got Otis Sistrunk. Yeah, I just remember from, that from Columbus. I'm, I'm just saying, he, and and DJ would notice too. One of the the, the great pictures in f- football history is him sitting on the bench with the Raiders and steam coming off his head, off that, off that <laughs> yeah. bald head of his, man. i never forget that picture. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Otis is a tremendous uh, – he's a tremendous guy, and he is still in this community, still working uh, with the youth and, of course, love uh, the Spencer Greenways and as well as some of the other kids. But uh, Ernie Green is another uh, intriguing uh, member that's been uh, selected this year out of Spencer as well. And Ernie Green, obviously – uh, not only played at Spencer, went to Louisville, obviously played with the Cleveland Browns, is in the backfield with Jim Brown. Uh, he's coming out. But this team has uh, – or this town or this area has a plethora of great, great players. And I tell you, man, each and every year I expect uh, – uh, Sam, you and you know as well as anybody from the, the you know most current, the most recent players to the guys back in the GIA, uh, this town and this area, as I mentioned before, with the reason is Saban and, 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 and Kirby and – and Dabo and all of those guys have come down to our and to speak at our lunch, our football awards luncheon. This place is just, uh, you know, it's incredible when it comes to uh, high school football talent. Yep, yep. And the Georgia State Panthers will come down and get some too. DJ, thanks so much for getting up and spending some time with us. Uh, safe travels up to Music City. Uh, have some fun up there this week. Enjoy it, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank right. you. Thank you.
Yeah, you guys can't tell us about what's coming up or where the vote's leaning or, you know. How many are you going to put in this year? Because I remember the first year there was the biggest number. Yeah, so we got a pretty good number. I forget the exact number this time. It's close, close, close to close to forty this time. So, I right. mean, but but I mean, we got that much kind of got, got that kind of talent in the state. That's... Coming up next, I am going to put my casting call on the side as we talk to a uh, pretty big actor here locally and uh, a guy who's got infinitely more credits than I do. But Matt Cornwell, owner of uh, Get Tape, but he is a local actor, and you've seen him in a ton of projects. You just didn't know his name. And his wife Brooke uh, Taylor, they own Get Taped. Um, but they are affected by the strike. So we're going to take some time and talk about this with Matt Cornwell coming up next, or Matthew. His actual stage name is Matthew Cornwell coming up next. Joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 thegamecom and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. We should let Matt know that we're not playing that for him. It's actually all this Alabama talk we just had a minute ago. <laughs> I think that's why Max threw it in there. Anyway, Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, July 15th, days after show business, for the most part, shut down. Uh, you know, I do a casting call here every week and talk about the job opportunities as an extra uh, during this segment. And, and, and I can't be more proud of the people who I work with, but also hearing from you folks. It just gives me a nice warm feeling when I hear from, you know, our audience on a regular basis. Hey, man, I got booked in this thing. All right, you know what? I got a job as a carpenter. I got a job as a grip. I left. I didn't like my boss. I hated the drive. I started listening to you, and you told me how to find where these folks are of Georgia.org and blah blah blah. So, I my little contribution to the industry and and me being a day player is one thing. But I got a guy on the line here who I've known for years, and Matt is in it. Um, He's got a much deeper connection to the film industry than I do. Okay. Not only is he a true actor, because I'm just a day player, he's an actor, but he's got a business that caters to the actors here in town called Get Taped. And for, we don't mention Get Taped that much, Matt, and as I welcome Matt Cor- Matthew Corn, what do you prefer? While we're doing this officially. We, it says here Matthew. Well, but I'm, this is my boy here, so I, I always call him Matt. But what do you prefer? I never even asked him that. Yeah, it's so funny that you asked that. Uh, I... I honestly don't care. Professionally, I, I label myself as Matthew, but but uh, it's sort of uh, when we're just talking here, you just call me Matt. Okay, that's what I thought. But if you want to look him up on IMDb, um, yeah, it's Matthew. Uh, again, thank you for getting up and being a part of this, man. And so, again, I, I'm not sure which angle to start this with from the business standpoint. Let's start with the you as an actor. And you, along with your wife, Brooke, uh, who owned Get Taped, um, and Brooke is, if you want to look up Brooke, is Brooke J. Taylor. Did I get that right? Yes. I know she uses all three names. I'll make sure I give you guys credit for all of that. You've seen both of them in a, in a number of things. We've all who are working not only in but, you know, show business adjacent, you know, film industry adjacent, has known of this possibility. What's your life been like knowing that this was a possibility coming up, Matt? Uh, that's a great question. You, you know, it was sort of the writing was on the wall. I think more people assumed, uh, that especially once the writers went on strike, uh, I think the assumption became pretty much that the actors would as well. Because uh, e- even though there was a media blackout as uh, the actors started negotiating, um, e- there were some leaks, and most of those leaks were rumors. And they were actually not true. There was rumors that things were moving forward and that there was going to be a, a deal. Um, so we sort of were positioned okay as a business. Uh, you know, the industry started to slow down substantially as far back as when the writer strike started. Um, but so far, we've weathered that storm, even though it it is pretty much crickets now in the industry. Right. Uh, again, Matthew Cornwell joining Sam and Greg Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com. If I give any of these descriptions inaccurately, please uh, straighten me out here because I want to make sure I get this proper. Now, as I understood it, the way this was supposed to work was the directors were supposed to go out on strike first, then the writers, then SAG. And as I understand it, the directors acquiesced to the writers, 
And I don't know why, but they did. And while the writers have been on strike since May 2nd, the directors got their contract taken care of. It's ratified. So the directors are good to go. And then this SAG strike came in. My question is, is the sticking point in your mind is there a lot deeper than this? Obviously, the pay raises are one. But the one thing that people can't really wrap their arms around and quantify a, a number is what AI is going to do to the industry moving forward. Is that about the best way to put it? That's one of the uh, the, the biggest headline issues that, that is um, what most of the questions get asked about, and certainly in terms of the sag after leadership. Um, and specifically, since you, you tend to uh, share a lot of those extra opportunities, or I should say opportunities for extras um, here in the Southeast, that's actually one of the big sticking points that they have, have used um, to to show how far away the producers are from the, the, the Screen Actors Guild on, on the issue of AI. So, so really quickly, um, uh, even though the AMPTP, which is Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Apple, uh, even though they say they, they you know, offered a groundbreaking package on AI to protect actors, if you drill down into it, apparently the language says that if you're an extra, they could hire you for one day, let's say it's like a sports movie, and so they could hire you one day as a, as a crowd member and take you into a special VFX booth and scan your body. And all of this would be under your $80, you know, $100 a day. So they pay you once, and you would then sign away your rights to your own likeness in perpetuity till the end of time. And they could create a three-dimensional AI model of you and use you not only in that uh, movie, but in anything, anywhere, anytime for the rest of time. Um, which, you know, that, that has implications not only for somebody who wants to continue to do extra work, but also if that actor wants to progress into speaking roles, it could have ramifications down the road. So, um, so there's a huge chasm right now between the actor side and the producer side when it comes to AI. Spending time on the waitfor.com hotline this morning with Matthew Cornwell. I'm going to say Matthew. And he is social. You can find him on Twitter, always at Matthew Cornwell, at Matthew Cornwell. During this time, what's the question that you're asked most when people want to know about, you know, the, the possibilities, especially somebody who may be new and just getting into this? Uh, those are the people who would normally come and, and seek you out. What, what, do you, what do you pass along to them or try to pass along to them? Yeah, the, the question for uh, career actors that they ask the most is, how long do you think this is going to last? Which, you know, I, no one has a crystal ball for that. That's really up to the producers and, and how fast they want to get back to the bargaining table. For newer actors, I would say that the main question is, like, what implications does this have for actors who aren't in the union yet? Like, does it mean that, that all work is shut down? And uh, yes and no. For TV film work that is coming from Hollywood, all of that's going to, you know, com completely come to a halt until this is resolved. But for non-union stuff, independent films, that will continue for the most part if it's not under a union contract. And then the, the big sort of misunderstanding sometimes is that commercials will continue, whether they're union or non-union, and that's because that contract is a completely separate contract from TV and film. Uh, so, so commercial opportunities will continue um, uninterrupted. Uh, obviously, that's the, the biggest question for, for non-union actors who are sort of just getting started out is, you know, how, how does this affect me? And uh, it, it probably won't affect the, the brand new actor, except if they're trying to get onto a big set, you know, a big Marvel set or whatever. Those just won't exist for, you know, for the foreseeable future. You had mentioned uh, leadership within the union. Uh, is everybody across the board comfortable with leadership? I mean, those people who aren't in the industry, they see Fran Drescher out there talking. I'm not speaking of her specifically, but the people that are in the room making things happen, uh, are, are they keeping their wits about them? Because as I understand it, they're being talked down to. We hear that a lot. The, the, the studios, the people that are making decisions are talking down to the union, and it's more than a little aggravating to the people that are, are trying to move this, this thing forward. Yeah, you know, I I, um, I actually do know our local president. His name is Eric Cohen, yeah. and um, Brooke and I are actually the the godparents to his daughter. And uh, but you know, he was I don't have any inside information because he's he's extremely faithful to the rules of engagement. Uh, he you know he didn't leak anything. He didn't yes, talk yes. to anybody about uh, uh, any of the negotiations. I have not talked to him since the strike started. Uh, he's still out in Los Angeles because uh, he was part of the negotiating committee. And you know, to answer your question, I think 
the the public perception was kind of like, oh, I'm not sure about Fran as our leader. There was a lot of yeah, uh, sort yeah. of mur- murmuring. I will say that personally, I was very impressed with her press conference on Thursday um, to the media, and not only her passion for uh, all of these these topics, but also just her the, the way she presented those facts uh, in that passionate speech. Uh, I was I was. I was moved, I would say, to to kind of be more of a supporter of her. And I think that 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 press conference did the same thing for a lot of people who are her detractors, even within the union. Um, And then, yeah, to your point, I I could only imagine that given the the tone deaf nature of of what we're now learning that the producers are are experiencing, then I yeah, it only stands to reason that they would be talking down to our our leadership. You know, and just not expecting that we would uh, have the resolve to go on strike. Haven't been on strike since six. In fact, the last, you know who the president of the union was, Sam, when they went on strike last time? Who was that? Well, uh, it was Ronald <laughs> Reagan. Reagan was the, was the head of the union then. Wow. So there you go. Uh, Matt Cornwell, once again, Matthew Cornwell, if you want to look him up online. Matthew, that's what it says. <laughs> that's Matt, and yeah, that's but, this is, but you're now said, friends with him. I just said he is social. What did the dude just a, say to you, man? Matthew he said Cornwell you could call, but he said you could call Matthew, him Matt. Yeah. But that's I'm telling so people can find him. I'm telling me go on social media. I was doing that. It's, it's uh, but it's it's not Matt. Is it Matt? Matt, this is what we do here. We fuss like with George and Wheezy right here. <laughs> Welcome to the show. He's heard this dude has been like hearing about our show and the things that we do for years. Now he's in the call. Now he's in the middle. Yeah, of it, right? he's in the middle of it. Um, <laughs> you know, you made me forget what I was going to say. Oh no, man, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about. The other, uh, your side hustle, if you will, which is a term that everybody in the industry uses. But Matt and um, Brooke own Get Taped. It's a place I go to regularly to get my auditions taped. Now, for our audience, because they are not actors who are being who are going out uh, taping auditions, I don't mention you that much. The one place I do mention regularly is the place you you share your your space with, and that's Voice um, Atlanta Voiceover Studio. With Heather yes. and Tom. So where you guys hear me talk about Atlanta Voiceover Studio, you see it on the, the, the casting call breakdown. That is also the home of Get, uh, Get Taped. So you can go in there and do both. This strike is going on. As you said, it's pretty much shut down right now. I'm going to give you an opportunity to tell our audience how you and Brooke have pivoted, if you have it all or maybe working on, and you can let me know when you've got to complete it, of how you're going to keep the doors open. If nobody's taping auditions, what do you have to offer for not just the actors, but also those considering? They want to go to a workshop. They want to do whatever. What's Get Tape doing right now during this strike? Uh, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity, uh, Greg. Uh, yeah, we we sort of saw the writing on the wall, and we had been already also offering classes periodically throughout the, the year, um, even before this this was uh, sort of an inevitability. But that's one thing that we decided to to focus more on. Like normally, we probably would have taken the summer off from classes um, and and sort of jump back in in the fall. But uh, we decided that since we wouldn't have much going on, we'd go ahead and and start up another round of classes. So currently, we're in a round of classes right now, which we offer improv, uh, specifically geared towards actors who who are interested in TV and film. And then uh, we also offer an on camera class, which uh, unfortunately has already started, but we do this periodically throughout the year. And then we we do have other workshops. We have a, a four day workshop that is geared towards uh, figuring out how to be your most most authentic self, how to sort of uh, gauge how the world sees you versus how you see you, and and you know finding the places where that lines up and where it doesn't line up, which as you would uh, guess is a liability when you don't understand how the world perceives you, um, <laughs> not just as an actor but as a human. That yeah. that's a liability. Uh, so we, yeah, we do have classes um, that, that we are continuing through this time. And then, like I said, uh, thanks to the pandemic, com- even commercial auditions have all been on camera or have been all self-tapes uh, where you have to go and get yourself taped. And so we're still seeing a little bit of business there. But by and large, yeah, we're, we're sort of leaning on our classes more. Matthew, before we let you go here, begin toward top of the hour, talk about my sidekick here. And when you have when you have to tape this dude, I mean, what what do you have to do something extra reinforcement? What do you mean extra? What 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 does it take? He's seen my growth. Uh, what, what, talk about this guy. <laughs> well, I, I'll assume that he, his microphone will be muted and it, that his headphones are turned off uh, as I talk about him. Um, no, I'm just kidding. No, we love Greg. You, you know, it's interesting. We see so many different personalities come through our doors, and there are certain people like Greg who. You, you just know that energy that's going to show up, which is so appreciated. 
um, you know, as you know, being uh, on the air with him, uh, that he, he brings that energy with him every day. And, you know, that's something that, that isn't trivial. There, there's some people who have the opposite, the negative energy uh, that they kind of like uh, the old Peanuts cartoon where the guy with the, the, the dust cloud that followed him around. Um, Pigpen. You know, yeah. yeah, there you go. Pigpen. Yeah. And Greg, uh, you know, and I'm not just blowing smoke his way. You know, Greg has that that real positive energy that uh, it just it lights up the room when he walks in, and it's it's always uh, it's always fun to to have him uh, sort of come into our our, our studio uh, for whatever reason. It was Spider Man, it was Richard Jewell, and it was the Fairly Brothers auditions that I taped at Get Taped that got me booked. Ooh. And he has seen me grow throughout time. The energy that he talks about is the fact that. I can't believe I'm doing what I'm doing. That's yeah, really what this yeah. is. I mean, I can't believe it. This guy is a seasoned actor. I saw you last week. I didn't know you were in the menu. And then I look and <laughs> you're in the menu, man. And you had a great scene. By the way, if you haven't seen the menu, check that out. Matt is in that. But look at his 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 credits. He's got nearly 75. I got 23. So I got some work to do. All right. And, <laughs> and also, uh, shout out to Brooke, uh, who put together my demo. So, again, Get Taped will do everything for you, for you from soup to nuts. Whether you are in the business, you're starting the business, that's the place to be. But I wanted to bring you on, Matt, to talk about the strike, and I can't thank you enough. And let's just hope things change uh, for the positive, not only for the actors, but also your businessman. And and uh, thank you again for what you've done for me, because you guys have given me notes while I've been in there auditioning, you and both Brooks. So I wanted to personally thank you. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It was, it was great to be here. There you go. Matt Cornwell, he and his, Brooke, uh, his wife, Brooke J. Yep. Taylor, on get tape, but they are local actors here and uh, dealing with this strike, man. Yeah. And we're gonna, as the weeks go on, we're gonna talk more about this. I too know Eric Gomes, who's the president of the local union. I'm gonna okay. try and get Eric on. I talked to him this week, mm-hmm. but he could. He was not back here, and as Matt said, he didn't really want to talk about it at that point. But uh, I'll see if I can get Eric on here to talk about this and give us updates as we move forward. Heading into the nine o'clock hour, though, we are gonna talk Braves baseball, and boys, there's something to say. Miles Garrett, who, by the way, is also an actor, will join us. We're going to get into what's going on with Wimbledon up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.